Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. You probably hear dermatologists talk a lot about the multimodal approach to managing allergies or epidermal barrier. And what does that really mean? Why do we really care about the skin barrier? Why do we throw around things like multimodal approach? You know, allergies are such a complicated thing. We're learning more and more about them every year. I certainly know in the last decade plus that I've only done dermatology. So many things have changed. We've had so many different therapies, so many different ingredients. And I think what's really helpful is to view something like allergies. Let's just focus on, say, canine atopic dermatitis because it's one of the more common allergies we deal with, um, is to consider it a syndrome rather than just a disease. Because there's so many different things that really feed into successfully managing, say, a dog with atopic dermatitis. And I think the really difficult part about atopic dermatitis is that we don't know everything. There's probably going to be more therapies, more, you know, things that we decide to do that are helpful in the management of these cases long term so they don't break out with infections as much. They're not itchy as often. Um, But I do want to focus just on talking about skin barrier because when I think of the multimodal approach and how we throw that term around, we all think of using certain antipyretics, right? So take that, you know, itchy dog that has atopic dermatitis. You know, of course, it's super important to make them comfortable and we utilize therapies like Cytopoint and Apoquil, you know, cyclosporin in some cases. But beyond that, what's really important in this multimodal approach is to consider their skin barrier. So when I think of multimodal approach, of course, I'm thinking of what's going to stop their itch quickly, make them feel good, make them comfortable. What are the other things that are going to actually allow us to minimize the use of those medications? They're wonderful therapies and we need them, but all of us want to be able to minimize the use of therapies, minimize the breakouts, minimize the finances that owners have to put in to these poor dogs that that really struggle with this long-term disease. And for me, a lot of that comes down to helping to restore the epidermal barrier. What's really important to remember is that atopic dermatitis, these allergens are penetrating the skin. It is the cutaneous route that is affecting these dogs. And that's why we see things like the paws and the pinnae and the abdomen being affected. You know, traditionally people would call it inhalatory allergies or respiratory allergies because that's what we think about in people, but that's not what we see in atopic dermatitis is truly like the pollens being absorbed through the skin. And then that's what's kind of triggering this cascade. So a lot of times what you'll hear is either an inside out, uh, inside to outside approach or an outside to inside approach. And what that means is for inside outside this hypothesis, you have a primary immune defect leading to skin inflammation. So say you are a dog that has atopic dermatitis, 
you on the inside, you overproduce interleukin 31, and that causes you to be really itchy. And so it's a primary immune defect. The inside's affecting kind of the outside and how you react to things because you genetically are abnormal. Outside inside hypothesis would be the flip of that. You have a primary defect in the skin barrier. So think of lots of cracks and crevices in the skin that really shouldn't be there. And the problem with that is that you're allowing penetration of allergens deeper into the skin. So dust mites, ragweed, because of this abnormal skin you have genetically. So outside inside is going to be outside abnormalities affecting the inside. And so really both of these theories exist in my mind and probably are, it's really dependent on the individual, but they kind of influence each other. And so that's why besides using things like therapies and you know, why most of my patients don't go home with just one, give your Apoquil the end is because we're trying to help the outside portion of it. So we can lessen infections. We can lessen absorption of these pollens and that we, you know, hopefully in some of these cases can lessen the use of medications if that's possible. It also goes back to the fact that we really, really, really have to consider, um, doing the workup because again, if there is a portion of that dog's allergies that are triggered by fleas and they're not on flea control, then we're going to need more medication or we're going to break out more often. We're going to be more itchy. So a whole multimodal package to me is you make them comfortable, you address things like epidermal barrier and you do the workup and all of those things in the end are going to end up really helping that pet be managed more in the long term. So the epidermal barrier, there's lots of different things that kind of feed into that. There's, you know, lots of, it's more complicated than you guys think. I always kind of go back to when I was studying for my dermatology boards, all the different things that are truly involved in that top layer of the skin. You know, there's corneocytes, which are kind of those um, terminal last portions of the keratinocytes. There's filaggrin, there's lipids that live between all the cells. There's keratin. Um, and they all play certain roles. What we do know is a lot of these molecules, say like filaggrin, can be abnormal in these dogs that have atopic dermatitis. And so not only to help prevent the penetration of certain pollens from coming in, but helping to normalize some of those things can um, really reduce the paritis and the infections that occur. So that's why as dermatologists, we do get really obsessed with things like bathing. You know, we want to help remove those pollens from the skin. But for me, beyond just removing the pollens from the skin and beyond just chlorhexidine to help treat infection, I want to use products that are also going to restore the skin. This is why I like things like, um, you know, topicals that have fatty acids in them or why I really like the Duke's OS3 line from Siva because if I'm going to ask an owner to bathe anyway, say they have an infection, I like the ability to also put things on the skin that's going to benefit us in that multimodal approach. You know, I used to pretty much send home chlorhexidine and we get through the infection. I'm like, oh, you can keep bathing with that to prevent infection. But I kind of reframed my mind on that a bit. Now, if we kind of get through the infection and we're doing well, I would rather switch them honestly to something like um, a maintenance therapy like the Duke's OS3 Calm because I don't, unless they're a chronic offender that just always seems to break out with pyoderma, um, we can reserve that for when we truly do see abnormalities in the skin and we can focus on the epidermal barrier because the Calm has the highest level of Ophetrium in it. 
you know, I do have some chronic offenders that kind of just have to stay on chlorhexidine more long term. But if they, if we know it's a certain season or they only break out once or twice a year, I've really changed kind of um, my mindset on that and making sure that they really do go for more of that maintenance therapy. And we don't necessarily need antiseptic properties to it if we're just trying to remove pollens from the skin and really help that help that epidermal barrier. Now, other things you can think of to help the epidermal barrier, I tend to focus topically. You'll see lots of information about fatty acids orally, and certainly it's not wrong to do oral fatty acids. There's lots of discussion over what the right amount of fatty acids is, but as a person in a specialty that asks my owners to do a lot, I tend to focus on either topical fatty acid treatment and epidermal barrier restoration um, or nutrition. So we'll kind of talk about that a little bit um, later, but I don't use personally a lot of oral fatty acids just because I would rather even either give it in the food or use something like a topical treatment, but there's certainly a place for it and there's people that will utilize it. And I do sometimes use fatty acids orally in certain autoimmune diseases like um, uh, clob diseases like SLO, but I don't use it a lot personally for allergies. Topical treatments that I do like in some of these cases, so certainly we talked about the bathing or the mousses or sprays, whether there's um, infection, but even just as a maintenance therapy, so the Duke's OS3 line is really great. If you want something more specific or focal, um, if I have a really scaly dog and they're not really responding to other topical therapy, I may use something like Dermacent. So Dermacent has kind of... um, uh, it's kind of herbal and it can really help to decrease transepidermal water loss, increase things like lipid lamellae, restore that skin barrier and rehydrating. So I will use Dermaset and I find it helpful because a lot of the other spot-ons have um, not been on the market, but Dermaset ha- is a lovely alternative as something that we can actually do, especially to focal areas of the skin. So that's another topical that you certainly can consider. And then it's making sure the bathing that you use, you're being thoughtful of what you're actually putting them on so that we are helping with that epidermal barrier. Now going nutritionally, some of the things that you can consider um, are the skin support diets. And there's a few different options. There is Royal Canin has skin support. Hills has uh, previously Derm Defense, but that will transition and there's currently Derm Complete out there and Derm Defense will go away. It's just going to be Derm Complete, um, which can be used potentially for food and environmentally allergic dogs. And then there is Purina Pro Plan DRM. So those are going to have higher level of fatty acids and different pros and ingredients in them that are meant to help the skin. So for my cases where, you know, they're open to changing food, um, I like the idea of putting them on something that if they have to feed anyway food to their dog, they can just utilize a diet to help with the skin barrier. So that's where I tend to lean more towards personally instead of oral fatty acids in these allergic dogs. Another thing that you can consider is um, a supplement called Retinol Ultra by Decra. Um, And so it has a bioactive lipid called PEA, which is supposed to help counteract things like inflammation and itch. And they do have some studies that show decreased itch levels and lesional levels um, in dogs. And with the dog formula, it's actually like a little um, chewy that you, if you kind of smush it in between your fingers, you can actually make it into kind of like a little, very slight little pill pocket thing. So I've had owners use that to give things like Apoquil um, and it just makes it so the dog likes to take it. And then it's also a supplement that's helping out their skin. 
the there is a version of retinol ultra for cats that's kind of a powder that you actually just put on their food so those are just some ideas of what you can do to help the skin barrier again there's lots of different options out there and certainly i'm not using all of these in every single case but they're just things my mind thinks about when i'm managing these cases the antiperitics are fabulous and they're they're so important in our management of um, allergies but we have to think a bit about this again as a syndrome so beyond just oral medications or injections we want to also think it's a skin disease what can we do to directly help the skin and for me that is skin barrier nutritionally that is skin barrier topically you know potentially supplementation with fatty acids orally if that's kind of what you have a preference for but it's really important in so many different ways that we're considering this so that we can help things like reducing the amount of infection that these pets are having we can reduce their itch potentially reduce how many medications they're on also potentially reduce how many times they're seeing the veterinarian because they're not breaking out as often. So I really urge you when you hear us throw around things like multimodal approach, epidermal barrier support, that you understand there is a reason why our specialty is the skin. So things we can do to directly help the skin um, so it's not so reactive, not so inflamed, not breaking out as often, um, as often makes us all happier in the dermatology world. <music>